magnetic, the flows are athletic. Dimensions are effective with the static or kinetic is power. Fast pressure and mass beyond measure. You can place someone ever he Magnetic, the flows are athletic. Dimensions are effective with the static or kinetic is power. Fast pressure and mass beyond measure. You can place someone ever he best stop. Magnetic, the flows are athletic. Dimensions are effective with the static or kinetic is power. Fast pressure and mass beyond measure. You can place someone ever he best stop. Thank you very kind. Magnetic, the flows are athletic. Dimensions are effective with the static or kinetic is power. Fast pressure and mass beyond measure. You can place someone ever he best stop forever the fresh. So offer an associate to proudly present. Am deaf to black, fantastic, raw, dynamic, true, ecstatic, ghetto, outstanding, classic, active, every place I have the skill, power, passion, raise your red lantern, stands as an anthem, based on expansion, advantage, pointed a past, present, and after, rapture, mansion, ceremonial, master, craft of the masterminds who craft masters, master and vibrant from Brooklyn Island, legendary asylum, black star shining, Bedford, stivers, sinners, and strivers, flatfoot, blazing like it's booked in a prophet, and it's constant, remarkable artwork, and God is the Author, a black on the altar, we right on target. Already steady, responsive. A black light, right in the darkness. Gorgeous, a fantastic artist. Good morning, yes. You were rocking with the best, you were rocking with the fresh, you were rocking with the deaf, with the kids. Ha, yeah, ha, ha, ha. Right now, only always. So shocking, never stop, I always keep the beat in pocket. Ha, yeah, Good afternoon, everybody. This is Chill Time is Will Time, and I'm your host, William Moore. First and foremost, I'd like to come out and just thank everybody who tuned in to last episode, which is awesome. Uh, it was a very fun interview with a local, with a local actor uh, and musician and all-around artist, Antonio A.N.R. Richardson. I've known that guy for quite some time, uh, but I have to say that's probably got to be the first time I really sat down and had a real long, in-depth conversation with him. So it was just as enlightening uh, for me as it was for some of you all who tuned in and listened. I would love to do more interviews, um, and that is definitely the plan to, uh, you know, bring a different individual on every other episode or so, highlight them, their talents, um, and just us dig into their profession, their thoughts on some, you know, current events, just chop it up, have a casual conversation. Uh, I think that would be awesome. So if any of you out there have some suggestions on uh, who would be a great interview or would like to come on the show yourself, please give me a shout out. Uh, give me an email at uh, chilltimepod at gmail.com. And I'll definitely try and make that happen. This week itself has actually been a pretty interesting week. Uh, it's been a fairly decent week so far. Um Went by super fast. Well, work was work was work, great, but always busy. Um, there were also some some tragedies that kind of happened. It seems like different people I talk to as well, not just in the media, but different to people I talk to as well have been going through some challenging moments here. So, for all those out there going through some challenging things and dealing with some things that uh, are tugging at your mental and emotional strings, stay up. I'm sending you positive vibes. Try to stay positive. Keep your eyes up, keep your head up, keep your keep your vibrations in a positive rate, and, and things will turn out the way they're supposed to be. I definitely know that that's easier said than done, but nonetheless, it's something we got to do. Be strong for ourselves and be strong for others. 
All right. With that said, let me kind of just dive in with our first. Uh, you guys know, you know, I didn't do last. I didn't didn't do a segment of graduate decisions last episode. I kind of just jumped right into the interview, but I'm going to do that this ep- this episode, and it's going to be a little bit of a lighthearted one. Uh, but I think that's needed though, because the topic that we're going to get onto today is actually pretty serious. And it's something that, um, this is an episode that I really want people to pay a lot of attention to and absorb what I'm saying, take it to heart and then act upon it in your personal lives because you never know, um, who could be affected by some of these issues that I'm going to bring about. Um, and I feel like a lot of us don't pay enough attention to it. Uh, but on that note, uh, on this uh, week's episode of Graduate Decisions, I'd like to highlight the stupidity of anybody out there that questions LeBron James. Now, before you guys go off and start going, oh, he's another LeBron sympathizer, or he's another big time LeBron fan, or somebody making excuses for him, I actually am not really a LeBron, a LeBron James fan. But I do recognize when somebody's playing at a high skill level. And what that dude is doing right now is essentially averaging like a triple-double in the playoffs and in the NBA Finals. Now, I understand that his team may be getting swept here pretty soon, but you can't win a game by yourself. I hear so many people out there talking about taking shots at the guy and criticizing the guy. And as somebody who's not a fan, I got to say that that is absolutely absurd. Um, come on now. All you can do is all you can do. What better, you know, when you when it's a game where you get, you know, that you have four other teammates and you're playing against another great team and you're the only one that shows up, what's the guy supposed to do? He's balling. Give him his respect. I still don't think he's better than Jordan. He's not the greatest basketball player of all time to me, but he's balling. And I feel like there's not enough, not enough people out there giving him his respect. Uh, another, another, uh, graduate decision trophy I want to give out to is actually the media. I like how this week, Malcolm Jenkins, when the media was uh, questioning him in the Eagles locker room about either, it, you know, their decision to not attend the White House and, you know, our fake president, Donald Trump, disinviting them to the White House. Instead of speaking to the media, he actually held up uh, note cards or posted boards with data and statistics on it. I hope you guys realize that he de- that he did that because he recognizes what the re- most of the recognize most of the rest of us recognize. You guys don't actually listen. All you do is co-opt different excerpts and messages from what people say, and then you bend the narrative to get you guys ratings. You're the reason. The media is the one of the main reasons. It's not the only reason, but the lack of journalistic integrity is one of the main reasons why. The, the issue of the NFL protest has gone the direction it has gone. You guys helped co-opt that message and bend the narrative from protesting police brutality to involving the American flag and the troops and stuff like that. It wasn't just people with you know right-wing conservative agendas who did it. The media helped do it as well. So, you know, the, the, the second graduate decision trophy 
of the week goes to you guys. Great job for being, you know, idiots, having no integrity. And I would like to say it was pretty clever and pretty smart for Malcolm Jenkins just to not speak, but hold up signs so that they could just read what he had to say instead of giving them sound bites. So, I'll, you know, I'll leave that alone here now, and then I'll move on to actually uh, my actual topic. And it's the only topic I have for this episode because it's a pretty serious one, as I, as I alluded to before. It affects a lot of different people. And this week it actually kind of hit a nerve uh, with me because I have a bit of a personal connection to what I'm about to talk about. So today... Today's episode, today's topic, however you want to put it, I actually want to talk about mental health. Um, And I want to talk about, more importantly, how, as a society, how we treat people with mental health issues. So recently, as a lot of you may have noticed or seen, um, fashion designer Kate Spade, she was found dead in a New York City apartment from a parent's suicide. Um... And then, crazy enough, a couple days, you know, just days later, this morning, I actually looked at a a BBC News alert that said, you know, Anthony Bourdain, who you guys know, I absolutely love his show. I've talked about his show on on our podcast. Um, But Anthony Bourdain was also found dead this morning in his hotel room in France. By one of his friends, Eric, and you know they were happy to be taping a show, but he was found dead in his in his uh, hotel room from an apparent suicide. Um, it's tragic. I feel sorry for both of their families. I feel sorry for them, and it just goes to show you when it comes to depression, um, mental health issues, it does not matter what you have. It doesn't matter. Well, I'll take that back. It doesn't matter what your stand, what your stance is um, politically. It doesn't matter what you have in your bank account or or what you own. It can affect you. Mental health issues can really get to anybody. Okay. Um. As a result, this brought forth a conversation about mental health and why we should pay attention to it, apparently, in some people's eyes. And I'll, and I'll get into why I, I just said it that way. Um, I said it that way because I actually saw someone write an article, article saying that now, and this is actually just, you know, this was right before Anthony Bourdain was found dead. But it said now that, you know, Kate Spade has you know, been found, you know, dead in her apartment and said, now it's finally time to really take a good look at mental health. I thought to myself, really? Now, out of all these years, all the suicides, mental health issues that we see come about every day, all day, for past how many years now someone decides that it's time that we actually really take a good look at mental health issues why is that because a prominent person died from it is 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 that the litmus test that we're using 
or the standard that we're using for whether or not somebody deserves attention or help for mental health health issues. Because if so, that's a piss poor uh, mindset to have. It It really is. As a matter of fact, I'll even go as far as to say the majority of mental health issues that are affecting people today, to be honest with you, I feel like are caused by how messed up our society is, how degraded our moral compass is, and I believe that it gets worse every day. Think about it. Look at what we see on TV, what we hear in the news, what we see in real life from day to day. And think about how much of that now is considered normal that wasn't considered normal years ago. That wasn't considered normal 10 years ago, five years ago, even three years ago. There are things going on constantly that are not okay. And what we don't realize is all that type of stuff directly or indirectly weighs in on individuals. It affects you consciously and subconsciously as far as what you deem to be okay, what you absorb, what you take in mentally and emotionally, what you let affect you. All that is can turn into negative mental and emotional baggage that drags us down and warps our perception of ourselves, of the world, and our value in the world, and our the, the value that we put on other things. Like I said, our moral compass has become completely twisted. You know, part of the reason, not even part of the reason, one of the, one of the blames that I will throw on the general public is we demonize and stigmatize people with mental health issues daily. Um, with our mid, like I said, with our misguided value system, and then when they when they start to show the cracks, or they start to show that it's getting to them or that it's bothering them, we have the nerve to call them crazy, and then we shame them, and in, 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 in return, it makes them afraid to seek help or even admit that they have an emotional issue to begin with. And to make it make them feel even worse, to make these people feel even worse, the same diseases, mental or diseases or mental health issues that we invalidate or criticize or shame the common individual for having. We give, you know, we 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 will give value or validity to it. When a wealthy person admits to having a a mental health issue or suffers from it and kills themselves or puts themselves in a rehab or some type of tragedy comes about it. I don't know how many times I've seen people come out, you know, a basketball, certain basketball stars or football, you know, stars or actors and actresses come out talking about the anxiety that they deal with and the stress that they deal with or in just this this past week you know like I said Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain killing themselves as if as if whatever you know the the, the millions of other people going through it didn't mean anything at all. I just I just don't understand that. We call these movie stars and these actors and these actresses 
these athletes, we call them courageous and brave for coming out and admitting that they have mental health health issues. We say that they are um, role models. We give them ads. We pat them on the back. We encourage them. We, We put them on an even higher pedestal. But when our neighbor down the street talks about it, or when a homeless person, we encounter a homeless person on the street with mental health issues, we call them crazy. We say, oh, you're fine. What do you got to be upset about? There's many, there's millions of people in the world who have it worse than you. Oh, you're fine. You're just bored. You need to get a hobby. You need to find something to do. Oh, grow up. Stop complaining about everything. You're so fortunate. You don't even know. We totally invalidate their feelings and what they're dealing with. We make them close up into a shell and, and I feel more, even more isolated and feel like they can't reach out to seek help. We create this, we help create this barrier and this wall as if it wasn't hard for them to reach out to begin with, but we add more to it. And this is when we see people start to react negatively, when we start to see them self-medicate. When we start to see them crack and need to be hospitalized, when we start to see people take their own lives because they feel like they have nowhere to turn. Because we can't even recognize what they're dealing with. Or we recognize it, but we ignore it. And why? What made us the gatekeepers? Who died and made us the gatekeepers on who determines how valid somebody's mental health issue is? Or or since when was there ever was there ever a rule that said your tax bracket or how wealthy you were determined whether or not you should be you should receive uh, help for your mental health issues? Who? But that's exactly what happens. And you know what it did? It it made me come to one conclusion. It made me come to the conclusion that people with with mental health issues, they aren't sick. They just have issues. The rest of us are the sick people. The rest of us who invalidate them, don't care for them, don't help them out, we're the sick ones. The rest of us who help perpetuate a society that breeds, helps to breed and reinforce mental health issues and then not acknowledge it and demonize it and stigmatize it, stigmatize it, we are the sick people. People with mental health issues, they just have issues that they need and deserve help for. But when we want to, before we want to start calling anybody sick, society as a whole, we need to look in the mirror. We're the sick ones. We really are. We ignore these people, let their issues go unaddressed and kill themselves. And then we act like we didn't know anything was going on or we didn't have a clue or we question why they did it. We did it because we allowed them to live in the torture for God knows how how much time. And as hard as it is for For some of us to sit back and watch somebody with mental health issues deal with their issue, 
it's even harder for the person suffering. For, it's a million times harder for the person suffering from it. Because they have to concentrate and focus every second of every day on how to figure out how to make themselves better. Do you know how much energy that takes? How much concentration that takes? Some of us don't have enough energy and concentration to go to the gym consistently every day of the week. But we act like dealing with some of the things that this world throws at us, some of the traumas that some of the people have to deal with that they've dealt with in the past that they have to deal with now continuously. We act like maintaining the concentration and focus to get through that every day is just supposed to be easy. We should be paying attention to mental health issues, not because a fashion designer took her life, albeit she did not deserve it to suffer from a mental health issue. No one does. But because more than 450 million people suffer from mental health issues, per the World Health Organization. That's essentially one in every three or four people that you run into, see, meet on an everyday basis has a mental health issue. I need you to think about that. Think about how many people you encounter consciously or unconsciously every single day. Just in in your job, even if you're not a person who's out and about, just from going to work and coming home from work. Everybody that you walk past or you walk past each other's presence, even if you're not acknowledging each other on your way to work, while you're in the office, on the way back from work. One in three or four of all those people are suffering from a mental health issue. And probably doing it quietly on their own, hoping to make it through or hoping somebody can give them some sort of help. And as I said, it's not easy for them to get the help. Either they're not able to afford it, we make it impossible to afford, or either we ignore it and we tell them to handle it on their own. I have family members that suffer suffer from mental health issues, and it's it's not a pretty sight at all. As I said, as hard as it is for me or anybody else to sit by and watch it, I know it's way harder for them to put up with it. Way harder for them to face those challenges. I even had a cousin a couple years ago who... Everybody thought everything was fine. He was sitting in his sister's house talking to his sister, having a, just a great old time. Told his sister that he needed to go home and do something that he would be right back. He just lived a couple buildings down from her. He walks home. She starts to wonder why he hasn't come back, why he didn't answer the phone. They walked down to check out to his place to check out and see what was going on. He had killed himself. You don't realize how much his sister probably sits down and bugs herself and trips over the fact of why she why didn't she see the signs? Why does it why didn't she make sure that he was okay? Why why wouldn't why didn't he reach out for help? He may have been showing signs and, and, and asking for help in subtle ways for years and maybe nobody noticed. Maybe he didn't because he was afraid people were going to call him crazy or or invalidate it or ignore it and tell him to get over it. 
But I bet you, if it's if 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 we could have them back, we'd be willing to try to do whatever we could to answer all those questions and get him all the help that he needed. But while he was here, none of us even thought about that. It goes to show you, you know, it's just those are just that's just one of the examples, one of those things that when you, you know, casually walking by and you say speak to somebody and say, Hey, how you doing? How's everything going? Do you really want to know? Or are you just you just shooting the crap? You just you just throwing out pleasantries? Or are you just asking out of formality? Because if you really want to know, and somebody really told you, as I said, one in three or one in four of those people may tell you a story that's not so comfortable to hear. One in three or one in four or one in four of those people may need you just to help them get through the day. And you need to ask yourself, are you prepared and willing to do that? Because if you are, then you really do it. Then to me, that shows that you really do care. You really do. You really did want to know how they were doing, how they've been doing. If you can't even answer that question, then you probably one of those people that are just shooting the pleasantries or just asking the question out of formality. Let me just throw out some more examples of how we 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 dig we we, we demonize people with mental health issues and how the, we 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 craft this negative narrative and this stigma out there that makes it hard for 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 those suffering from these issues to get help. Let's take mass shootings. Every time there's a mass shooting, there's always speculation um and a lot of excuses made quoting that these people may or may 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 or may not have had mental health issues. They they instantly want to go to, you know, if they if they were depressed, if if they were, were were quote unquote troubled or whatever. And more times than not, no, they weren't. A lot of times people who make decisions like that are just bad people doing bad things. It's unfair to instantly point the finger or paint people who commit violent crimes like that as people suffering from mental health issues because less than 10% of violent crimes, not 10%, less than 10% of violent crimes that go on in this country are actually caused by individuals who suffer from mental health issues. So those people out there doing those killings and murderings and and, stuff, and, and murders and you know violent robberies and stuff like that, those people aren't suffering from mental health issues. Those are the rest of us sick individuals out there who ignore the people who do need the help. Who make fun of people who really do need the help and really do have who have a problem. That's the rest of us that we want to be in denial about. We want to be in denial that the rest of us are capable of doing such a thing. So we make mental health the scapegoat. We make it we get, we make it an excuse for the fact that we don't want to believe that people who are considered supposed to be considered perfectly fine or healthy physically and mentally are capable of doing such a thing. We like to absolve ourselves of all responsibilities for our actions.
That's what I mean when I say we're sick. Our society is sick. We really are. Or let's take homeless people. 20 to 25% of the homeless population suffer from a severe mental health issue. And they're in the position they are because they weren't able to afford proper care. Or maybe they were, you know, put out of programs. And because their issue was so so severe, they're unable to fend for themselves, hold down a job, pay a bill, maintain keeping or getting their medication. And then they wind up out wind up out on the streets. And then what do we do? Not only do we call them crazy, now we also call them lazy. We call them bums. How disrespectful and heartless is that of us, of the rest of us to do to be that way? But if you swear and you go in, but if, I swear, if you go by and ask most individuals, we'll all talk about how we're great people, how we care for everybody, how we're, you know, so altruistic. We never want to see anybody harmed or hurt. But every day we go by and we ignore these simple facts that are out there. Everything I'm saying to you, you can easily research it. It's not hard to find. And for all you people who love going to war, who are quick to send people off the war, which is funny because all of the people who love going to war and love, you know, stacking up and packing weapons and stuff like that. Most of them have never served, never intend on serving and never been in a fight a day in their life. But they sure love talking tough behind lines and sending other people's sons, nephews, daughters, nieces off to battle. For those of you who, who, who love going to war, you need to realize that actual battle, seeing actual battle and putting your life out on the line causes many of our veterans to come back home with mental health issues. And many of them wind up self-medicating. And then we just call them addicts, which is ridiculous. As a result of the self-medicating or not having their, 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 their mental health problems properly addressed, they become homeless. And then, I, you know, I forgot the number, but I'm sure somebody could look it up, um, send an email and correct me. But it's something along the lines of I saw last, it's in the double digits. More than 10, 20 of our veterans kill themselves daily. Daily. But y'all support the troops, don't you? You claim you do. But you definitely don't support them having adequate health care when they get back. You don't so you don't support them making sure they got a roof over their head and that they're getting the proper help or medication for all that they suffer through when they're out risking their lives. I'm sure I bet a lot of you don't know that about 77% of active duty members have been hospitalized for PTSD. And there are about 50,000 homeless veterans in the streets. Now, and 70% of those 50,000 homeless veterans are currently suffering from substance abuse or mental health or mental illness. So continue to talk about how patriotic you are. 
love and war, voting for individuals who cut funding to the vets, ridiculing our vets when they get back, calling them homeless, calling them bums, calling them addicts. While they're suffering, while they were brave enough to do something that you couldn't do, why you wouldn't do. And you care even less about why they kill themselves. But all of a sudden you have sympathy for a clothing designer. When she's got all the same and does or have had all the same issues as them. Compassion shouldn't be relegated to how prominent you are. Help shouldn't be relegated to how prominent you are. It's funny how everybody who claims that they're patriotic doesn't stand up for the principles of what this country stands for or stand up for and truly support the people who put their life on the line for those principles. It's funny how we always say we care about people, but we only care about them if they're in the news. We don't have that same compassion for the neighbor down the street who may have been committed a couple times. Who's just yearning for some type of attention, somebody to help them get the proper help they need, maybe just just even an ear to listen to. When we see them walking down the street, we walk the other way. When we see them call or text, we scream. We scream the calls and texts. When we do that, all we've done is we've essentially said, if you are not prominent, your issues don't matter. And that is not okay. Again, being wealthy should not be the gateway to help or sympathy. So my challenge to all you out there who all of a sudden, like the the author of the article I, I, I read, all of a sudden want to seriously talk about mental health issues, want to seriously address mental health, the way you can do it, is by the very next time you ask somebody how they're doing, ask them how they're really doing. Don't just go through the motions. Make eye contact. Ask them, are you really okay? Is there anything that I can do to help? If they say yeah, keep it moving. You don't need to pry and be nosy. But if they have something to say, and if if they really have something to say and they have something to tell you, then be an ear. Listen to them. Make sure that when you ask them if everything is okay, and if you ask them how they're doing it, that you're doing it with an inviting posture and an inviting voice so that they know that you actually mean it. If you know somebody that's struggling, help them find resources. Let them know that it's okay to reach out and get these resources and this help. Because I know one thing that you don't want to do You absolutely do not want to wait till somebody you know has passed away. Wait till your neighbor has passed away, your kid's friend has passed away, or a family member has passed away over something that you could have prevented. 
Again, when these people deal with the things that they're dealing with, it's not because they want to. Nobody wakes up and says that they want to take on this battle and this fight every day. But they do it anyway. They do it because they have to and because even if you think they don't, they care. The next homeless person you walk past, before you judge them, at first ask yourself what their story is. How they got there. Lend a hand to help. Give information on resources. Whatever it is that you can do, you should be doing it. For those who so hungry for war and battle and to do this and to do that, before you say that, first ask yourself, when that soldier comes back, are you willing to open your doors to them? Shall they need it? Are you willing to offer them help? Shall they need it? Are you willing to offer them resources? Shall they need it? Are you willing to go to the voting booths and vote for officials who are willing to pass legislation for these same people when they need it? It is only when you do those things can you say you're a patriot. It is only when you do those things can you say you actually care about other people than yourself. And it is only until collectively when we do those things will I stop saying that as a society we're actually sick. Until then, we must live with that label. And until then, things will never get better. So on that note, I would like to um, just leave y'all with that to think about. Um, If you got any comments, questions, as always, things you want to say about what I had to say here, reach out, email me, chilltimepod at gmail.com. Let it out. Let me know how you feel. If you're somebody who's actually dealing with an issue or something like that, you can email me with that too. And I'll do my best to shoot you some resources um, that I know about. And, you know, even be willing to help you find some in your area that are accessible to you. Because as I said before, nobody deserves to to live with a mental health issue and deal with it on their own. As a society, we're complicit in helping to create these issues and we should all be coming together to help solve and resolve them. So other than that, you guys take it easy. And I'm out.
Test pressure and mass for y'all measure you can place in whatever he Magnetic, the flows are athletic. Dimensions are effective with the static of kinetic is power. Fast pressure and mass beyond measure. You can place someone ever he best stop. Magnetic, the flows are athletic. Dimensions are effective with the static of kinetic is power. Fast pressure and mass beyond measure. You can place someone ever he best stop. Thank you very kind. Magnetic, the flows are athletic. Dimensions are effective with the static of kinetic is power. Fast pressure and mass beyond measure. You can place someone ever he best stop forever the fresh. So offer an associate to proud to present. Amdef the black, fantastic, raw, dynamic, true, ecstatic, ghetto, outstanding, classic, active, every place I have the skill, power, passion, raise your red lantern, stands as an anthem, based on expansion, advantage, point in the past, present, and after, rapture, mantra, ceremonial, mastercraft, other masterminds who craft masters, master and vibrant from Brooklyn Island, legendary asylum, black star shining, Bedford, stivers, sinners, and strivers, flatbush, blazing like a spook to the prophet, and it's constant, remarkable artwork, and God is the Author, and black on the altar, we right on target, already steady responsive, a black light right in the darkness, gorgeous, a fantastic artist, good morning, yes, you were rocking with the best, you were rocking with the fresh, you were rocking with the deaf, with the kids, ha, yeah, yes. right now only always, so shocking, never stop, I always keep the beat in pocket, ha, yeah, All the did you know, you can't stop my go. You can't stop my go. Born to be who I am. Been born to be who I am. Bright life from a distant star. Bright life from a distant star. Miracles, answer prayers. Miracles, answer prayers. <laughs> All in together now. You can't stop my go. I've been born to be what I am. A bright light from a distant star. Miracles and answered prayers. You can't stop my cold. I've been born to be what I am. Close light from a distant star. Miracles and answered prayers. Yeah, yeah. Right now, only always. So I can never stop. I always keep the beat pop. I am. 